Absolutely. And the other thing, too, is you want to learn what makes you unique early on in the process. Uh, Don't wait until later, because an interesting study shows that uh, people 16 to 29, 87% of the people have no purpose or meaning. And so for their lives. And so, you know, how does that manifest itself? Um, The fact is only 40% of people graduate from college in four years. 60% 60% graduate, the uh, college graduates take six years to graduate. And the reason they're taking six years is because they're changing majors at least three times, which basically underscores the fact that they're not sure what they should be doing. And so what our process does is it provides some clarity based upon an understanding of, hey, this is what I'm really good at. And this is what I don't do very well at all. And therefore, maybe I should look at a skill or some job, it might not be college for you, it might be a vocation. And what this does is it helps the student and the family figure out what's important for them. Welcome to Adulting Decrypted, the show where we break down the complex code of common conundrums in the logical living, an effort to decrypt the code we call adulting. We are your hosts. I'm Gideon, and I am currently a sophomore in high school. I'm Roscoe, the dad, the bald one that's also the financial backer. My name's Ashton, and I like to go skiing in the winter. I'm Gene, and I enjoy the sport called Ultimate Frisbee. And I'm today's host. Joining us today are Greg and Beth, the co-owners of College Flight Plan. So... Would you mind telling the audience a little bit about College Flight Plan and about yourselves? Okay. Well, we can certainly do that, but why don't, Beth, why don't you introduce yourself so the audience knows, and yeah. I'll do the same thing. I'm Beth Langston, and uh, I have a degree in education from Purdue University, and um, we have lived in San Diego for five years now, and it, I've been the last 20 years, I've been helping high school students to master their self-discovery and turn that into compelling application essays on their college applications to help them get noticed. And I've I've mentored hundreds of students who have had great success in this area. Not only in the United States, but uh, internationally as well. And I'm Greg Langston. I too went to Purdue University. That's where I met Beth. I'm the lucky guy. And I graduated with an international business degree. And since graduating, I've worked in 65 different countries, in 10 different industries, managed a bunch of different businesses uh, in excess of 10,000 people, a billion dollars worth of sales. And during that time, I've been very fortunate to mentor hundreds of high school students and young professionals. And so in a nutshell, what we do is we help students figure out their strengths and what their weaknesses are what they're passionate about, and what they're naturally gifted to do so that they can pick out a major that will help them graduate in four years and then have a fulfilling career. And as it says in College Flight Plan, many parents want to have the student fly out of the home. They don't want them to fly back into the basement. And so (laughs) one of the things that that we we do is we make sure that they fly out of the home. (laughs) That's true. And we do have students, though, once they've gone through our course, they may decide that college is not the thing for them, that going into vocational school is better, which is great, as long as you know what you're passionate about and what you want to do. And so we raised our kids overseas. By the time our children were 13 years old, uh, they had been to 12 different schools in five different countries. So they had learned um, foreign language and how to appreciate other cultures. Like when we lived in Singapore, the Singapore American school from K through 12 had 76 different nationalities. It was amazing. It was like a little United Nations. And so they had amazing educational experiences. As an educator, I was very involved. involved. Sometimes we homeschooled. Like when we moved to Australia, it was on a different year. I mean, they start their school year in January. So we had to stay in, stay in first and third grade. But I don't want to interrupt you. I just was curious where you lived in Australia because I lived there for two years as well. Oh, you did. We lived in Melbourne. Oh, very cool. I was, I was in Perth. Oh, wow. Is that where you did your mission? It is. Yeah. So I spent most of my time in Perth and then I spent a little bit of time in Port Hedland because that's a bit different, but. Yeah. What did you think? 
I really liked it. Um, like, I don't know if I would move there, um, uh, because I'm scared of all the prices over there. Not that it's going to matter here soon <laughs> anyway, but, um, but it's, it's like, I, I really miss it. Um, heat and humidity, maybe not as much, but it was, the people are amazing. I love all the different cultures that you can find there. I'm sure Melbourne was very similar. Yes. Yeah. We didn't go to Perth. Did you go to Perth? I did. Yeah. I didn't go to Perth when we were there, but, uh, yeah, it's a great place. It's amazing. The animals are amazing. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> yeah. And so also when we lived in Mexico, uh, my kids, our kids were the only English speakers in their whole school. So. I'm glad you included them. <laughs> yeah, and, it depends uh, if they're doing good or bad is how it works in our household. They're, they're my sons sometimes. <laughs> right. They're her kids at others. So we would spend two hours. I didn't speak Spanish. Greg grew up part of his childhood in Mexico, so he spoke Spanish. But we would spend two hours at night with the Spanish-English dictionary in one hand and their homework in the other and plow through their what was required for the next day just to get through school, but they did it. They, they were amazing. And kids, kids can learn a lot more than we think I I've discovered. So anyway, we had one year, we even had a school in our home for our kids and some other expatriate children living there because we were, we were trying to prepare them to come back to the United States for school. And so we had third, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade in our house. It was wonderful. It was a great year, but we knew we wanted to return to the U.S. to at the end of middle school to start preparing them for the college application process, which you have to start freshman year. So anyway, we got back here and found out that nobody was um, nobody was preparing them early enough and they didn't have opportunities to do the discovery to learn more about themselves, their strengths and their weaknesses, their values, their purpose, their goals, in order to prepare to fill out that college application and write those essays. And so we developed a plan because, Greg, do you have a question so far? I'm talking. No, no, continue. This is fun. (laughs) Okay. So Greg, as an international executive, he was running large U.S. corporations, and he had been provided with hours of executive training and coaching that equipped him with the skills and the assessments that helped him be a better leader and a better person in life and to know himself better and to understand other people better too, which is great. But we kept wondering, why did he have to wait 20 years to learn this? Why aren't people teaching this to our teenagers right now? Um, that's what we wondered. So, um, so our kids were our guinea pigs. Yes, our, <laughs> oh, we it. started developing, tra- making his tools into tools and assessments that we could give to them, so that they could get to know more about themselves. And then we started to do workshops with their friends and then students in the area, and everybody had positive results. So it started snowballing on itself. And uh, now that we've had a COVID year. We've been developing more online. We used to have workshops in person, and now we have online self-discovery courses. So that's that's what we do, and that's how we got started in it. That's so cool. I mean, if I can say something quick, I I got to say that I'm super excited, and I feel a little bit like self-conscious now because you're like oh yeah we started the college application process because that's when you're supposed to start it freshman year and I was like my goodness my college preparation process started I think like the the last fourth of my senior year so <laughs> like uh, I don't you know what you're not alone you're not alone so, so yeah we understand completely yeah. so you can you can accelerate quickly is that correct <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess <laughs> Maybe. Well, uh, we just find there's a lot less stress if you start early. Absolutely. And the other thing, too, is you want to learn what makes you unique early on in the process. Uh, don't wait until later, because an interesting study shows that uh, people 16 to 29, 87% of the people have no purpose or meaning and yes, so in, for their lives. And so, you know, how does that manifest itself? Um, the fact is only 40% of people graduate from college in four years, 60% graduate, the uh, college graduates take six years to graduate. And the reason that taking six years is because they're changing majors at least three times, which 
basically underscores the fact that they're not sure what they should be doing. And so what our process does is it provides some clarity based upon an understanding of, hey, this is what I'm really good at, and this is what I don't do very well at all. And therefore, maybe I should look at a skill or some job. It might not be college for you. It might be a vocation. And what this does is it helps the student and the family figure out what's important for them. You know, the joke was uh, that I would tell my wife, if I have to go to school any longer, they're going to call me doctor, you know, to earn a, <laughs> you know, to earn a four-year bachelor's degree. Cause I didn't really know what a bachelor's was right. When I started, I was like, I was at the community college and I didn't realize I was supposed to go into college until I got back from a service mission. Then I went, wait, I learned Mandarin Chinese. I don't have to go pound nails for a living. I can do something different, you know, and that opened my eyes to realize there was other opportunities. So I, I love what you're doing where you're helping them first find out what their strengths are. Cause I finally, I mean, I was going into business. I just had a great professor that was talking about transportation supply chain. I thought that sounds very interesting. It's a secure industry. I need to raise a family. I think it's a good fit. Now I realize it probably wasn't, but I still have a lot of fun doing what I do because I've morphed my personality, not my personality, but my strengths into my leadership style. So that's where I've been fortunate. That is so key, right? Absolutely. Because if you're passionate about what you're going to do, then it can transcend college and you can then have a fulfilling career. And I'm all about legacy. We're all about legacy. We're all going to live a legacy. I want to live a legacy of which, which makes me proud. Yeah. Hello. If you're listening to this right now, that means you're currently listening to an episode of Adulting Decrypted. And let me just say thank you. My name is Ashton, one of the hosts of Adulting Decrypted, and I wanted to steal a quick second of your time to do a shameless little plug. If you've listened to our podcast for any sort of time, you know that we talk about a bunch of different stuff all about adulting. Because our goal is to help individuals in this task we call adulting. Now, we have just revamped the way that we do this. If you go to adultingdecrypted.com, you can see all of our episodes sorted out by category. We've sorted it into financial, practical, emotional, social, and things just for fun. So... If any of those categories are of particular interest to you right now, you can go onto the website, look through there, and see all of our episodes that correlate with that specific thing. This website's completely free to use. It's just another tool for our listeners to find things that are more important to them now. So, for example, if I was looking at it, I'd scroll through and say, hey, you know what? I want to see what the Adult Encrypted crew has talked about socially. Well, one of our first episodes, season one, episode three, how do I talk to people? That's where we talked about all about how to talk to people. So if that's something you want right now, you can go find that right now. Also in this one, season three, episode 15, the power of a humble mediator, where we talked to one of my old bosses about his business as a mayor, also as a small theater owner. Some really cool stuff. So if you're looking for a better way to organize through all your self-help podcasts, try Adulting Decrypted dot com and enjoy the rest of the episode and you want to be doing what you love doing how many people do we know are in jobs that they really don't like <laughs> i personally know a lot wasn't it 80 percent I don't know what the stat is. Yeah, it's over 80%. You're right. Yeah, we had uh, Clint Pulver on recently, and he said that. He said 80% of people don't enjoy what they're doing um, as their career. Crazy. And something that I love that you mentioned in there, too, is that, like, so to make sure I understand clearly, your program is designed more on the front end, helping someone figure out what they want to do with their life, what they want to do, like, what their passion is, the inside and then from that, that becomes a springboard into planning for college. Because then once you have that first part designated, then you can start to plan. Or not college, or just a job. <laughs> Is that yes, a true statement? Exactly. And it also helps people save money because you can knock off two extra years of college if you really know 
more generally what you want to do in life. And you don't want to become a doctorate in your undergraduate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Luckily, it was the community college, so it wasn't as expensive as some schools. But um, my question on that is, do you find that they shift after, you know, ninth grade to senior year? Do they? Sh I mean, their core strengths are probably their core strengths. But what about the desire to go to a different school or pursue a different career path? Does that change over time or what do you find out? Well, what we found is um, that, you know, contrary to the tremendous skill that Ashton has to be able to figure out what he's going to do in the last half of his senior year, <laughs> we highly recommend that people should start a little bit earlier. And, um, and so where you start with this process is we're all about values and what your core values are. I see that as like a foundation of a tree that if you have core beliefs and a core value, that's gonna hold the tree up when you know, the storms of life uh, confront you. And so we take the student through a process of determining what are their core values, why they're important to them and how they will put them into practice. They then go through and determine what are their strengths and weaknesses. Um, this is through a 360 assessment. And you guys may not be aware of it, but it's basically a survey that's given to the student as well as they get to pick up to eight trusted advisors who can be parents, we recommend parents, a special counselor, a coach, if they're working, a boss, and some friends who give them feedback relative to, listen, you're really good at this and you suck at this. And uh, these, are, these are your skills. And this is what I think you should be in, your, in a major. This would be a very good major for you. And so they get that feedback. They get 200 data points of information that you then use as part of the self-discovery. They then go through an assessment called a Colby assessment, which identifies what are your instinctive strengths, that how you will approach a problem and how you'll solve a problem instinctively. You then determine, am I getting into too much detail or is this interesting to you guys? No, this, this is very helpful. Um, and so we'll, we'll answer the question too about them changing their mind after. You're Are you gonna saying I didn't no, answer the no, question? No, he didn't answer the question. <laughs> well, he is, he's answering it, but more like a politician. Greg will tell you so. what they go through. And then, yes, sometimes people change their minds. That's going to be the answer to the question. So go ahead. <laughs> And, and I, I feel so bad that our podcast listeners can't see Beth's cute smile. As a, as a couple who's been but married they can for, feel it through the microphone. I'm sure they can. And it's, um, and, and how, I'm sorry, I'm going to interject a real, another question I have. How long have you guys been married? Oh gosh, it's going to be 43 years? 44. 44. It's going to be 44 years. I, I love it. Seems, this, seems like 70. No, okay. sorry. <laughs> Congratulations. I love seeing this. And I think that's some a context for our listeners, because we're talking to a couple who not only, Greg, as you're talking about our core values and how you build those, this is something that doesn't change for you two, right? I mean, this commitment, this is what you guys built. And so even though you've got multiple jobs and you've done multiple businesses and how many different 30 some odd different countries, you know, so 65. There you go. 65. I was halfway there. Um, not even but quite. Counting, but right? Not even quite halfway. But um, anyways, my, my point is that your guys' foundation is still there. And that's what I love about this program is you start with the foundation. So, you know, in, in all fairness, Ashton was, you know, we had him do the internship class in, in high school to say, do you want to be a school teacher? He's like, no, this isn't for me. We've had Gideon go visit with an architect because he thought he wanted to build he sat with him in his office and said, hey, this isn't for me. You know, so he's like, I want to be outside. I thought architects build things. You're like, well, no, they design things. You know, so so every, these guys are getting exposure, but not in a structured format. And that's what I like about um, the conversation. So go ahead. Keep keep answering your long, my short question with your long answer. I think it's very beneficial for us. <laughs> Can I interject one thing, though? The internships <laughs> are key. That is, no, I love that because um, you can learn a lot from those. And it's, some of the kids wait till too late. Our son was one of those. He thought he wanted to be in the medical field his whole life. And he, so he thought, thought he wanted to be a surgeon as he got closer to college. And right before he left for college that summer, he interned with a neurosurgeon and a cardiovascular surgeon. And he determined this is not for me. He wanted to be more involved with the patient instead of just going in. He said, 
I feel like a car mechanic. I go in, they open up the heart, they fix it up. And, <laughs> you know, it, it, there wasn't the interaction that he wanted. So can't really now talk he's, to someone when they're open. He majored in finance at the Wharton School of Business. Oh, and wow. He's a hedge fund guy. So, <laughs> so you know, it, totally different than what he thought. That's why I love internships. They're very, very important. You, you see, guys, I've been wanting to answer your question for so long, but I was interrupted by that. Um, the fact is, back to the original question, can you change your mind later on? You absolutely can, but it's our firm belief that your values don't change. Your core values and core beliefs do not change. That's the foundation of everything else. It supports your purpose and supports your goals for the manifestations of what's really important to you. And what that does is it provides a transformation as you go through the program where you have clarity of what are your values, what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, your purpose, and then knowing that, what major should I select? You then have confidence to clearly articulate what you wanna do both verbally when you're speaking with an advisor and also in writing when you're writing the application essays. And then they also have a sense of control of your future because you have actionable plans and goals. So that I bring it back to answering your question or am I still in, uh, in the doghouse? It's great. <laughs> no, I think it's a very thorough answer and that's because it is such a hard question, right? I mean, it, it's, a, it's easy to ask the question, but it's hard to explain. So no, I, I liked the answer and I thought it was full of depth, which is really what we're really- I, I'm all about depth. <laughs> <laughs> Depths and roots of trees, so- yeah, right. <laughs> I've got a, a question. So I know that you were talking about um, how you find how like how you f help a student find what they want to major in. And I was hearing a lot right. of like these quizzes that you would have them take and whatnot. And sorry if this sounds rude, but for me, it's like I don't want my life to be controlled by what a computer tells me that I like. I'd rather be out exploring and whatnot. And I, I wonder what you guys view on that. I think you're spot on because schools will say, yeah, we gave them this assessment that says this is a skills interest survey, which on a given day, you know, you answered it a certain way and you kind of thought that this would be good. And so all of a sudden it says you should be an architect when actually you don't wanna be an architect. That's just the way the answers came together. With our process, it does several things. One is you're getting feedback from up to eight people. So it's not just you took a computer assessment and it split, spit it out. You're getting feedback from people that really care about you and have your best interests at heart that are giving you specific feedback as to this is what you should major in. These are your distinct natural abilities, what we call your DNA, which brings together your strengths, your values, your goals. It helps you then mold a purpose statement that says, this is what is my purpose in life. And then we help you establish aspirational goals in what are called four success elements, health, wealth, wisdom, and relationship. And people say, okay, well, relationship, what does that mean? That's your relationship with your spouse that I'm so fortunate to have for 44 years. That's your relationship with your God. That's your relationship with your employees, with your family members it addresses each one of those success elements. You then determine your five and one year goals. All of that then helps you determine with that information, what should I major in or what should I study? I think you'll be much better prepared for making that decision, having gone through all that self-discovery by going through that process. And then what's very cool is that the student then puts together information to create an elevator speech that they then compile all the information in the self-discovery. And rather than have a parent have to pull out of the student, what did you learn? What was here? What the student does is they present to their parents, these are my values. These are my goals. This is what's important to me. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to study. And they are presenting to them as if this is what I want to do, which helps for a very, very good conversation. And then they incorporate all of this into their application essays. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah thank you. Uh, it kind of sounded like another one of the cookie cutter things to me at first. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm not wanting to go to college because that's just like not what I'm wanting to do and whatnot. But it do you sounded... explain what you want to do so they understand a little bit more context? Yeah, what yeah, do you want to sure. do? So out of high school, 
Um, so building up the years of high school, I want to share a lot of things on social media with YouTube and, and growing like my own sort of fan base. This is air quotes. I don't know if the audience can see. They can't. Um, <laughs> anyways, I want to build up like a fan base and share stuff over YouTube and hopefully um, gain some sort of following. And then I want to um, go on a two-year service mission and then live in a van for however long I want and just travel with my bike in hand and a video camera. And um, so and that's pretty much. I love that. I think that's great. You want to be a digital nomad, huh? I don't know the, what that word means, but sure. But the answer is yes. Okay. <laughs> a digital nomad is doing exactly what you described. Then yes. yes. See, Gideon, and I think what I, I think what Greg is talking about too in that formation though is is as you're going through this process, right, of of defining you as you're that digital nomad, is some structure behind it. Instead of it being I'm going to throw something at a dartboard and see if it works, and then throw something else at a dartboard, it's saying okay. As you try these things, here's a here's a process that you can map out and say, am I getting closer to my goal? Is this becoming more true to me, or is it becoming further from me? Does that is that fair? As far Absolutely. As and what what we say is, when you develop your aspirational goals that are for we set it up initially for when you're 65 in health, wealth, wisdom, and relationship. Oh wow! You then revisit those. You revisit those every year in perpetuity and you then as a subsequent uh, as part of that you then say these are my five-year goals to support that and these are my one-year goals that you can adjust as part, of the course. as part of the course and you can adjust those at any time in the rest of your life but you're way ahead of the game because most parents large percentage of the of the population have never set up goals for themselves like this yeah <laughs> Cool. So it would give you just more structure or at least your five-year goals, you know, to see if, if you're on task with what you want to do. And do you want to travel all over the United States? Yeah. So I was thinking like the U.S., Canada, because they've got a lot of cool mountain biking up in Canada and just around. Yeah. And the thing is, you don't have to go to college. I mean, I work with some people that are incredibly successful and they said I should never have gone to college. Um, my parents wasted a ton of money doing that. I should have gone and I wish I would have had Thanks. your program to figure out what it is that I wanted to do because I got to it eventually, but it wasn't what I studied. And so the fact that you have the self-discovery to figure out, and sorry for the train in the background, the fact that you can go through and do a self-discovery and figure out what it is that you want to do can help you in your quest to be the world's best digital nomad. And I think part of this, if I can go back to the college part, right, because Gene, that's, you know, that's still your focus and your desire. I think part of what, what you talked about was laying that foundation early and then you can build your essays and, and the technical side of getting into college around this discovery. Is that not jumping too mm -hmm. far ahead? Absolutely. And the thing is, you can have the best grades and the best SAT and ACT scores but if you don't know how to compellingly communicate to somebody both verbally and in writing in your essays, you will not get noticed. One question I have is like, say you pick something, like you pick a random job that no one, nothing is coming to my mind currently, but say you have a job, like you think of a job, how would you go about planning out your college experience to like, monitor that job like would you space out generals or would you like go straight through those and then constantly on what your dream is or you mean general um courses yes yes okay well gosh as you you know some colleges require more general courses you have to take those I'm not sure why. Everybody always says, why do I have to take it if I'm not even interested? Why can't I just get right into my career path? You know, but a lot of, but you will be able to choose better courses if you know what your strengths are, what your natural gifts are. You'll be able to choose some in the, in the direction. You'll still be required to take some that you wonder why you're in them, you know, and there are a lot of courses out there that 
I wonder why they're even there for college kids too, but we don't have any control over that right now. You have to get more involved in the university and uh, come back and give back to your university because that's really what they're looking for are, you know, kids that can, that have a plan for their lives. Our students who end up getting into colleges of their choice um, come in with a plan for what they want to do which makes them very unique because most colleges, most uh, applicants don't know what they want to do. And so if they see that you're a student that can hit the ground running, contribute positively on campus and in the community around campus, graduate with honors, go out into the world and be a successful person and come back and mentor and reflect well on that university, that's what they're looking for in that area. So. The, the courses that you're going to take, you will get into your major sooner or later, but in the beginning, it's more general courses to get back to the question. But the problem is you got to get there freshman year and you've got to keep that GPA up freshman year. A lot of college freshmen, their GPA goes down because they're adjusting to college life and they spend the next four to six years trying to improve their GPA just so they can well, be well regarded and graduate, you know, when they want to. So got to hit the ground running there, no matter what you have to take. What's your take? College. What's your take on like, you know, some people say, hey, you know, take six months off, start, start off, you know, if you're not, if you don't feel like you're ready, take, take till December to start or, or January, whatever that next semester is. What have you guys seen as you've coached and, and mentored a lot of different students? Is that a sound strategy or are you more of a fan of jumping right in? I guess your students that take your course are, are well adjusted to what they want to be, right? So they've got that one year, five year, so they know they're, they're slotting. So they know their goals and most of them are going right into college, but I'm a huge fan of a gap year. I think that's wonderful. I think we do a lot of maturing. I think most freshmen, a lot of freshmen just go for a party scene in college, you know, and it's hard to avoid that when first time away from home or wherever you're going. So I think a little maturity, getting out and knowing the world, doing something for somebody else, giving back to the community or going on those mission trips, key things. Because when we lived overseas, we were like, our first stop when we were 23 years old was Sao Paulo, Brazil. Oh, wow. And I had grown up in Indiana and I was like, everybody should have to live in a third world country. Every American should so that we appreciate our own country so much more. Oh my gosh. If you don't like our country, go live somewhere else. Then. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> not in that. You can cut all that out. <laughs> but I think, I think the important thing is realizing that you don't mean it in the sense of like, well, if you don't like it here, get out. But it's more of the sense of yeah. if you don't like it here, gain perspective. Because you yeah, got to realize how another country. exactly, and I think I realized that Australia is a very blessed country as well. But when I was out in the little Port Hedland area, there was um, they've got those larger Aboriginal communities that are less fortunate than most, and you begin to see the way that people live their lives and the way some people get treated and all those sorts of things, and you realize, oh yeah, there's a very big gap between the average in America and the average in other countries. But I had another question that I wanted to throw in there and I apologize Gene if you feel like I'm taking over at all. I know I talk I talk too much all the time. But so it's it's a question that keeps coming to mind as we've been talking. Your plan ideally is built for freshmen, but like we said, um I didn't start until the end of my senior year. And I'm thinking about this and I'm like, man, I really I'm just going to go take this course. I got to go figure out what to do with my life. Um because a bit of background in myself. So I went I went to a year of college right out of high school and then I went to Australia for 2 years. Came back, did college for another year and a half, took a semester off in my spring semester because of well, many reasons financially um and covid i i used to blame but a large part of it was like i don't know if i am really buying into what i'm doing here because all growing up i knew i wanted to go into music i knew i wanted to um work in in film and television all those sorts of things so when i started going to college i was like okay well i'm going to go and get a music degree and originally it started as an educator's degree because it was the backup plan it was the safety and then like my dad said i learned later that i was like you know i i don't like you know, the high school education area. 
um, I didn't enjoy it as a student. And I enjoy teach. I love teaching, <laughs> <laughs> right? I love teaching high school kids. I teach high school drumlines all the time. I just something about a school building. I just don't. I, I don't vibe with. But um, my question is: is while this is geared to those of younger age, do you think someone like myself, older, is it worth looking into it? And if it is, um, what sorts of things would you start with? We've talked a lot about like, oh, we help them find this. My question at that point is how? My answer to that is that I built the program based upon my learnings in business and after high school. And so the whole self-discovery is still the underpinning are your values. What are your strengths and weaknesses? Your goal, instead of what major should you pick, it's an aspect of competencies and interests, because then you select the competencies and what type of vocation you want to get into. And so the answer is I've been working this process with people that work for me and with me um, for the last 20 years in business. And what we've done is we've decided to niche down primarily on students. And you mentioned freshmen. It's freshmen through through senior. And there are three different programs. It, there's one there's one program, the one that basically the comprehensive one, it takes 12 hours to complete. And it's all through videos, micro learning videos. So it's oh, in two and a half, two and a half minute. I was going to say two and a half hours. No, two and a half minute seg- segments. <laughs> you guys are making films over here. <laughs> I, I can see Gideon's, Gideon's eyes are rolling into the back of his head right now. Um, two and a half minute videos on average uh, with an interactive workbook. And so basically you get through that in 12 hours, you get through the whole process. There's also one that has less material that's done in six hours. And then we also offer it where they want to have one-on-one coaching with us that can take up to 12 weeks to do. And so the answer is it can be people that are young professionals, people that are in college. We help them figure out you know, what they're passionate about. It's not just what your major is, it's what your vocation is gonna be. And we start with the high schoolers uh, because we wanted to learn this earlier in life. So we figure anywhere in high school is good to start if we have several students who are in college or just post-college also, because it's such a basic learning course. And at the very end is when we incorporate it into the high school, I mean, to the college application process. We do have graduate school um, applicants who go through this also. Mm-hmm. It's the same process and it whether it's career, major, or whatever you're trying to choose what you want to do with your life. Well, I'll give you an, a real life example. Um, instead of saying it's your elevator speech to speak to a college advisor, it's your elevator speech in your interview. Mm-hmm. And when I'm in one case, I was taking over a company and what I said to the whole organization, I said, these are my core values integrity, love, and excellence uh, in that order. And I make my decisions based upon those three values. These are my professional core values, which I developed, which are integrity, unique, positive experience, and excellence. And so those don't change. And so those can be applied directly into business as they can be into high school. But as Beth mentioned, why wait until you're 20 years older to figure this out? We believe you can do this when you're in your teens. If we ask people to go fight a war when they're 18 and to sign a mortgage or to adopt a child or to do these things when they're 18, they should be able to figure out or we should help them provide um, provide access for them to figure out what they're passionate about. Yeah, thank you for that. I really yeah, and I think that. I like that answer because as, as you were asking the question, Ashton, I'm like, God, I'm 47. If I want to reinvent myself there's nothing better way than to tell stories, right? And that's really what you're giving that foundation because um, that's how I run the small, that's how I run my business is I, I have stories. I have the same principles so that I can talk to them all the time. I like that. Powerful. Yeah. We also have one of our college students who just uh, finished taking the course. He actually went to interview for a job this summer. <laughs> he goes, I I, they asked me what my plans were. I could tell them my goals and my values and my purpose in life. He goes, and I got the job. I mean, it was great. He's like, it worked. Yeah. I'll tell you as somebody who's done a lot of interviews with people and I say, what's your plans? What's your ambition? What's your goals? And and I get that blank look. 
I'm like, yeah. I, I was asking a fairly simple question. This is the benign. <laughs> this is the starting spot. And these people look at me and I'm like, cool. Maybe ambition is to figure out how to get home after the interview. I don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> So, Sorry. How am I not being rude by only giving him 10 minutes? Yes. <clears throat> Maybe do make it 20 minutes so it's not too rude. Right. Uh, I'll just add another interesting thing was we just have uh, a student that's in Albania. And in the world that we live in, we can do this globally. And um, we were having the, the report out to the parents uh, with the Albanian student. And the mother says, I've known William for 20 years and i thought i knew him really well but i discovered a whole other aspect of him and his aspirations in his life that i had no interest no no idea uh was of interest to him and so i'm so happy and so thankful and at the same time his father said i wish i would have had this when i was your age because it gives you such a leg up uh, versus your peers to know and have this clarity early on in your life if if I may, um, another question. Um, I know for like for myself, I I was I guess fortunate in a way. I find it bittersweet that I was passionate about music from from a very early age. But I also have friends and um, people that I know that don't know what they want to do. Don't know any of those sorts of things. Have you ever had someone come into your program and still like as they're going through it really struggle because they're like I just don't I don't I don't know or or is the program built in a way that it is able to chisel through the this wall of uncertainty what we do the answer to that is in every case we've been able to provide the kid the student the young adult the transformation of clarity confidence and control because we come alongside them where they are it's not a cookie cutter approach. It helps them figure out where they are and help them in little bite-sized pieces determine what's important to them. Not what's important to mom or dad, but what's important to them. Because many instances we've seen where the family are a long line of lawyers or doctors and everybody says, well, you're gonna be a doctor and you're gonna, you know, Johnny's been a doctor, your sister's a doctor, you're gonna be a doctor mm. and you would be a really bad doctor. And what we do is it helps the student have basically a, rod, a, a roadmap, if you will, to share with their parents and themselves to say, you know what, I'm really good at this. I'm really passionate at this. This is what I should do. And so we found that in every case that a student takes the time to go through it, it takes an effort. You gotta spend six to 12 hours to go through this process, this degree of introspection. But when you do that, you go from discovery to determining what's important to you to then directing that energy in what's important to you. And I imagine being someone who's um, this, this is your brainchild. This is something you've created. It must be a very satisfying experience to see someone get excited about something they didn't know they were going to be so excited about. Absolutely. This is, this is my purpose mm -hmm. is to empower young people like yourselves, your dad excluded, <laughs> to, to discover You're not young he's no just more. shaking he's shaking his head folks i, I feel like i feel like i'm 18 sometimes and then i try and do some of this stuff with these guys and i know i'm not but <laughs> you know to really figure out what is important to them which allows them to activate their purpose so that they can do it successfully that jazzes me frankly and it jazzes beth as well mm -hmm. and 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 as, as the dad of the group, the reason why I like the concept is because as a family, you can sit around. And I remember telling um, Ashton and Sabrina both said, hey, there's like two kind of college students. There's ones who go to college because their parents never did. And then there's the kind of college student that goes because their parents did. And I go, which one are you guys? And, and Sabrina knew she wanted to be a school teacher. She goes, dad, there's no other way for me to get from point A to point B and become a special ed teacher. Ashton goes, I don't know, dad, I guess I just supposed to go to college, you know, so. And I'll weigh in. I'm still there. I'm still confused. <laughs> and, 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 and I tell him every semester, don't waste your money, save it, try and figure out who you want to be because spending good money after bad money, I think it's just a bad decision. 
Um, right. Right. Better uh, that, to get that clarity first. And, and, that's and if what, that takes a gap year or two, that's great. Oops. See, and I like the that. Other thing that. Oh, go ahead. The other thing I would say, it doesn't have to be an or thing. It can be an and. Agreed. You can be going to college and try something entrepreneurial if you want. You can take the gap year. You can take the, the, the time off, but you still have it as part of your plan and you build it into your plan. It doesn't have to be, well, I have to do this or this. It can be and. And I find that so refreshing. And, and I think it's different for the, the generation that we're raising now versus when when we were, uh, well, there's a little bit of a gap between us. But, you know, my wife and I have been married 26 years. So is that right? Yeah. Holy cow, I'm getting old. You're right. I'm not that young anymore. Come to think of it. Um, my wife is. I'm not. But but the had a couple of decades and you get to where we are, which I can't wait to um, to have that relationship still that you guys are fun. It's fun. I wish I could take a picture of best smile and that 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 should be like our cover photo. Yeah, we'll take a um, selfie here at the end <laughs> of this one um, because it's just it, it, you can tell that it brings so much joy. But but what I was saying is I think that that these guys are in a unique position to do that better than we were. Right. To be able to step back and go really life is truly a journey. You know, the destination of that 65, 70 is more saying, what do you want it to look like so that I'm continually working towards that? Right. And I think that's where most people forget. They're like, Oh, I was going to be a plumber. So that means I'm going to fix pipes for, for 45 years or 47, whatever your work span is. But really you could then start your own business. You could go leverage that and do, multiple other things. So I think that that's kind of a different time. So I love this program. I think it's great. And I, I can't wait to, to share it on social medias and, and get it out there. We're excited about it too. <laughs> Thank you, Greg and Beth. What other questions? Gene, you, Gene, you got to take, you got to take control, man. What else do you have? <laughs> I don't have anything else. I think we're good. Um, anybody have any last questions? Okay. Um, <laughs> no. I hope, I hope you'll keep in touch and let us know what you guys end up doing. We will. We I, will. Can, I can tell you for sure that I will be taking this course. I'm going to have to go figure out how to do it. Because, I, I mean, you can always tell when something's stuck. You're like, oh, yeah, that's really cool. But, yeah, for me, I really want to know. Well, yeah, let's let them plug plug the course if we could, and then we'll make sure that it's all linked as well, and, and we'll do a teaser on some of our episodes for it. Okay. Um, you know, we're happy to share where you can find this information. You can find our self-discovery courses and our other services at www.collegeflightplan.com collegeflightplan.com. And for your listeners, guys, we've developed a special document called the Parents Starter Kit to Teen Self-Discovery. And what it includes, some key statistics that all the parents want to know or need to know about going to college, top five early actions that lead to college success, some free assessments. Although I know that Gene doesn't like uh, assessments, there are some free assessments that you can take. Um, as well as ACT, SAT prep resources that we recommend. There are also some scholarship and cost resources that will help mitigate the cost of college and also tell you where to get in touch with us. And to get that information, they go to www.collegeflightplan.com slash guide. And that's where you'll find that document. Yeah, awesome. That's incredible. Thank you so much. Our pleasure. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Adult and Decrypted. We really enjoyed having this week's conversation, and we hope you did as well. If you ever want to comment on our topics, you can send us a message to our website, adultingdecrypted.com, our email, adultingdecrypted at gmail.com, or through our Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn accounts at adultingdecrypted. If you have any topics for the show that you would like us to talk about, or if you are a parent and want us to talk about something your kids should know, send us a message on any of the accounts mentioned. If you'd like to be a guest or have an idea for someone you think we should have on our show, feel free to send us an email detailing your thoughts to adultingdecrypted at gmail.com. Adulting is teamwork. We have merch. If you want to show off your Adulting Decrypted pride, check out our website, adultingdecrypted.com, or our partner website with shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash adulting-decrypted. Lastly, if you enjoyed the show, please consider supporting us on our Patreon at Adulting Decrypted. 
along with the benefits that come with our Patreon, and trust us, there are some pretty good ones in there, you will not only be helping us continue in the effort to make great content, but you will be part of a community of individuals all trying their best to adults. We appreciate you listening, enjoying, and leaving your positive reviews. Now, the special song from Gene and Gideon. Like an adult. Hey! Talk to College Flight Plan for the very first time. Like an adult. Learning what I'm good at and how to excel. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Adult and Decrypted. We really enjoyed having this week's conversation, and we hope you did as well. If you ever want to comment on the topics, you can send us a message to our website, adultingdecrypted.com, our email, adultingdecrypted at gmail.com, or through our Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn accounts at adultingdecrypted. If you have any topics for the show that you would like us to talk about, or if you are a parent and want us to talk about something your kids should know, Send us a message on any of the accounts mentioned. If you'd like to be a guest or have an idea for someone you think we should have on our show, feel free to send us an email detailing your thoughts to adultingdecrypted at gmail.com. Adulting is teamwork. We have merch. If you want to show off your Adulting Decrypted pride, check out our website, adultingdecrypted.com, or our partner website with shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash adulting decrypted. Lastly, if you enjoyed the show, Please consider supporting us on our Patreon at Adulting Decrypted. Along with the benefits that come with our Patreon, and trust us, there are some pretty good ones in there, you will not only be helping us continue in the effort to make great content, but you will be part of a community of individuals all trying their best to adults. We appreciate you listening, enjoying, and leaving your positive reviews. Now, the special song from Gene and Gideon. (laughs) 